0: Good morning! Listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get to work with the free KSLX app, 100.7 KSLX.
1: That's the Rolling Stones. We're doing 24 hours of the Rolling Stones. I've, I've got a buddy from high school who now lives in North Carolina. He li- he's been listening to us on the app because he's a huge Stones fan. Right. He just reminded me of a story. He went, to, uh, he went to see the Stones at JFK Stadium back in 1981 with three other guys. And my friend was working for a vending company. So they gave him a van, which was just a big white van. A creepy. Totally empty in the back. Right. And so they went to the show, these four guys, and they garbage picked a couch along the way. Can you help me get this couch into this van? (laughs) And you're a big one, aren't you? They drove down to JFK Stadium, (laughs) and their plan was, and then what they did was they parked early, and they pulled the couch out, and they put it in the parking spot next to them. They're like, hey, we got a place to hang out here, and you know, drink some beers and stuff like that. And they sure. were they were a lot less strict about drinking beer and stuff in the yeah, parking lot. In and those like days. tailgating back then. Yeah. Sure. yeah. And uh, he said the plan got completely ruined when some drunk guy, when they were they were they were elsewhere for a little bit, they came back and there was some guy passed out on the couch and peed on it. Shouldn't that story have been shortened to three guys, friends of yours, met
0: Keith Richards before a Rolling Stone? Show?
1: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> See what I did there? It, was, to... it was not him. Uh, this is fun, playing all these stones, you know, just heard yeah. all, all down the line from Exile on Main Street. Sure. But, um, we thought we'd also take part of the morning and dedicate it to, uh, you know, we usually do story time around this time. Mark right. Anna story time, but we won't tell a story this morning. We will let Rebecca tell this story, and this goes back to 1991, and Rebecca won a contest to see the Rolling Stones in another land far away. That's pretty amazing. Go ahead, Rebecca. <laughs>
2: Uh, Won a contest, and it was sponsored by Budweiser. Yeah, it was a party the whole time. And the trip was originally for us to fly into Moscow to see the Rolling Stones at Moscow Stadium. And for some reason, we couldn't get in there. uh, So they put us into Copenhagen for a couple of days. So we saw them there. And they had a big dinner for us, and they said they were going to bring the stones in afterwards. And uh, we got our pictures taken with them. Uh, and now uh, Budweiser was telling us ahead of time, you know, when we're done with the pictures, don't crowd these guys. Uh, you know, they're professionals, and, you know, they don't want to be mingling. And it couldn't be further from the truth. As soon as the pictures were done, they broke off into groups they talked to everybody they posed for pictures and um you know it was it was wonderful they were super great guys
1: who did you get to spend the most time with uh
2: mick i had a uh, friend that i took and uh she was like kind of afraid to walk up there so i just grabbed her and I pushed her through the crowd and i put her right in front of him. and you know he introduced himself and shook our hands and and uh he's super, super guy.
1: Did he actually say hi, I'm Mick? He didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: I know I, I know he did and I just wondered if he did. My guess is he said Hello
2: No, he was he was, you know, very nice to meet hi. you. Hope you're having a great time in Copenhagen and you know, hope you enjoyed the show because the show was later.
0: Was uh, he impressed with the fact that, that an American had flown all the way to Copenhagen for that? <laughs>
2: Oh, it was just, it was incredible. The trip was incredible. So many people from all over the United States and, and you know, all these, everybody. And we flew into Toronto, spent the night there. Budweiser gave us a huge party. thing, And then we flew into Copenhagen and then into Russia. I mean, we still got to go to Russia, even though the Stones couldn't go there. I think we spent three days there, and it was amazing. Culture shock, for sure, but...
1: My last question for you, when you were taking a picture with the whole band. Does Keith Richards smell like cigarettes?
2: (laughs) No, actually, no, they ate great. They looked happy. Uh, They were personable. It it couldn't have been, you know, a better experience. It's something I'm always going to remember.
1: That's a great story, Rebecca. Sure is, yeah. Wouldn't you expect him to smell like smokes? Uh, Yeah, I mean, you know, (laughs) at some point, you know,
0: my guess is he's doused in in perfume or whatever. More than likely. You know what I mean? Just to try and
1: cover up the smell. not a, but Between between cigarettes and old guy smell. Well, you know. We'll see you tonight. State Farm Stadium for the Rolling Stones. And we'll have more fun stories through the morning. And you know, if you've got any Stones memories, by all means, 480-470-KSLX. I think, think
0: Berno is going to join us at some point this morning, too. He's got multiple stories about yep. the Rolling Stones. So... Meanwhile, uh, stupidity runs rampant across the world. It's time for us to mark that with the Mark and Paul
1: Dumbass of the Day. Absolutely. Tomorrow's Dumbass, by the way, will be a twofer for Two for Tuesday. One about choosing the wrong house to break into. I must be in the wrong house. Ride Now Power Sports at ridenow.com sponsors things and you can see this at the Mark and the Paul Facebook page. And thank you, Florida, for providing another dumbass to get us going on Monday. It's the gift that keeps on giving. From Sumter County, Florida, we'll meet someone who is out of control. It's it's Mary Westerland. Oh my last... god, not Mary Westerland. Yes, is she it was. up to it again? She, she kind of is. Oh boy. She exactly is up to it again. Last Monday, there were reports of somebody sitting by the side of the road in a car who looked to be very intoxicated, and when the cops arrived, they found Mary, who certainly was intoxicated. The initial attempts to speak with Mary about what she'd been doing that night only resulted in her screaming obscenities at the police officers. Mm -hmm. Officers then tried to administer some field sobriety tests to Mary, but tons of trouble ensued. Why? She lost her balance four times just during the reading of the instructions. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Then they had Mary try to walk while counting to ten. Mary started with three. She lost her balance eight times while trying to walk, and she finished up her 1 to 10 counting with the number 11. Hers goes to 11. She goes to 11. Mary goes to 11. The police decided it was safer to test her back at the station where Mary pulled the coup de grace, which was betting the breathalyzer tech a quarter that she was at least twice the legal limit. Yeah, (laughs) a quarter. That is a classic. And Mary was right, by the way. She did win the bet. Came in at .229, closing in on three times
0: the legal limit. Well, Mary is an overachiever, if nothing else. She is.
1: And fun to arrest. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And that's the story for 62-year-old oh, boy. Mary Westerland, who posted her $3,000 bond and is now back at her home in the village's retirement community. <laughs> <laughs> there goes she, some of her retirement funds. She is the talk of bridge. <laughs> Mary also has a DUI conviction from a few years back, 2015, so it's very likely she'll lose her license here. Mary Westerland, she won that quarter, so she's got that going for her, which, which is, is nice, nice. But she's also the Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. Hey,
3: gang, this is the money man, Eddie Money, and I think that's a beautiful story you guys just told. You know uh,
0: it, what's great about the Stones coming to town is we've been getting a ton of phone calls about everybody that went into a show at Sun Devil Stadium where they set the place on fire.
1: Greg reminded us of that. Yeah. I was at that show. There was a fire in the south end zone right next to the stage. They never stopped playing. Tempe Fire came in, put well, the thing out, and... And that was it. We know that the Stones have been able to uh, circumvent some of
0: the commotion that happens in front of their stages (laughs) on occasion. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it works out for the better. Sometimes not so much. But in any event, everybody has a Rolling Stones story. Once you've seen them, you'll come away with a story. Tonight, true story, this is my first time ever seeing the Rolling Stones. Never seen them before. This is
1: only my second. That first time was 97 with with Sun Devil Stadium.
0: Yeah. I've never had a chance to go see them before. So this will be my first and, and maybe only time. So
1: Jennifer's on with us. She actually met one member of the Rolling Stones. Oh, cool. And uh, Jennifer Wood, this was San Francisco, right? And and what was it? It was the 81-82 tour?
4: Tattoo you tour. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'm still goo-goo over Mick Jagger. So tell, <laughs> us,
1: tell us what happened. You had seen the show the night before, right? What what venues? Uh, Candlestick Park? Well,
4: actually, at Candlestick Park, what happened was it was two, two days in a row, Saturday and Sunday. I went to the Saturday show <laughs> with a whole group of friends, family members. We all went to the show. And then the following Monday, a gal who I went to school with and I had a project. We had to interview a government official down at City Hall. (laughs) So we were at City Hall in San Francisco. And waiting for our appointment to happen, and down the steps comes our mayor, Diane Feinstein, at the time. And I tap my girlfriend, I go, check it out, it's Diane Feinstein, and she walks up to this silver Rolls Royce that pulls up. And we're looking at each other, and we're wearing our horrible, you know, bought-in-the-parking-lot tattoo-you-tour T-shirts, because I couldn't wait to get inside and buy a real one. Right. So we're wearing the T-shirts, and the door opens, and Mick Jagger gets out. I scream. He heard us.
1: How far away were you at the time? Oh,
4: to, to where he maybe took 10 steps and came over to us.
1: Did he so say,
0: hello, team, I'm Mick Jagger?
4: He saw us because I screamed. I'm crying at this point. He was making a donation for Save the Cable Cars from the money he made from the tour. Do
0: you think he had totally any? cool.
4: <laughs> Just a smidge. We still have the cable cars. How's that? He comes over, and he did. He's enjoy the show, <laughs> and I, I just cried. He put his arm around us. He said, "Thank you so much for attending the show." He was cordial. He was just the coolest guy ever.
1: Did you get a picture?
4: No. But we were on the news on ABC 7 News. And my mom, <laughs> when I got home, you know the tape recorders that had the microphones that you could put deeper or talk into? <laughs> yes. With the cassette? My mom held it up to our black and white set. <laughs> <laughs> so she could hear us yeah wow. so I have a tape cassette
0: that's a great story we'd so- love to hear that audio if you have that cassette if you if you can like send us an mp3 of that we'd love to hear that
4: you know what I might even just make a burn a coffee somehow and yeah i'll give it to you guys it, it's just it's so funny because i was so young and yeah. just to this day I'm so excited this is our mother's Day gift my girlfriend and I to each other <laughs> so
1: oh you're going to the show tonight
4: I am going to the show tonight. I can hardly wait. I'll see you out
1: there. All right. We'll be looking for you, Jennifer. That's awesome. Thank you for the story. Yeah, meeting Mick Jagger on the street in San Francisco. What the hell? Well, it does happen. Everybody... We, they, they do go out uh, on occasion. You know what, everybody... Mick Jagger was just at a diner in New Jersey. They played the Meadowlands. They right. played Giant Stadium. And he was at a diner in New Jersey that morning having breakfast. Just hanging out. Yeah. It was him and one of the guys from the entourage, and... Very few people recognize him. Had a hat pulled down over his face, but he was there. I have found through
0: experience when you when you run into some of these guys uh, publicly, um, they're actually pretty good about it. People will recognize that they're there, but more often than not, they do afford them their their sort of privacy and allow them to do and go their way. Which yep. I, which I think is a change from years ago where people would get mobbed. I think we we're all sort of cognizant of our own personal space, which is kind of neat.
1: Yeah. So. been joined in studio by your attorney general <laughs> mark bernovich is here and nothing better to do on a monday
0: than to yeah. hang with us yeah
3: i got some lockup up music finally yeah wow well, you know we're a professional organization here all right so welcome to the breakfast show as yeah. you were driving here yeah did you see the
1: a dot sign that said hey hey you you get off of your phone no, I did not.
3: That but, is, uh, a, I did. I did hear you guys talk about it. He really. has yes. a driver.
0: He has somebody that does that looking. For so
3: he him. can look around. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, uh... he can look around. No, but I actually, I've, I've I know actually, he's in the back drinking cognac.
1: And yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, I, yeah, I actually yeah.
3: submitted a sign, not not related to the stones. That it's like um, the left lane is for passing. Don't be a blockhead. You know, because mm. everyone's, you know, no one out here realizes if you're in the left lane, you're supposed to be like passing or yes. driving fairly quickly. Right. Yes. The yes. The left lane is for passing. Right lane is if you're going slow. That's the PSA for. Me. If anybody Sorry. on your right
1: is going the same speed as you, you shouldn't be where you are. Yeah, you yeah. shouldn't be where you yeah, are. one of my big pet peeves. And yeah. uh, my
0: big pet peeve is the HOV lane with one person in the car. Man, oh, that drives yes. me nuts. If that were me, if that were me, I would be pulled over immediately. Like, I just immediately, it's, I know that that would happen. It's a huge
1: ticket, too. Yeah, it's like 400 bucks. Yeah.
0: That's where it starts at $400, and it can be more. It's outrageous.
1: Uh, well, we're
3: here to talk about the Stones. Right? Mark Brnovich has seen the Stones how many times? 14, 15? I don't know. I've seen them a bunch. All I've right. seen them, yeah, 12, well, 15 times. Are they your favorite band? You know, growing up, they were my favorite band. Um, My late sister Donna was a huge Stones fan. She turned me on to a lot of music. And one of my older sisters was Angie. And so when I was young, one of my earlier memories is those guys playing Angie off of Goat's Head Soup. Yes. And... Anyway, so I kind of became a Stones fan, and my very first Rolling Stones concert was actually in um, Boulder, Colorado, in 1981, so I loved the Stones, and I was like, oh, I gotta go see them, I gotta see I wasn't a big concert guy, my sisters went to concerts, and somehow, my middle sister Donna, somehow she said, if the Stones ever come to the United States, I'll take you, and then they announced the tour, and I'm like, oh, you gotta take me, and at that time, they had not announced any dates in Arizona, so somehow, she's like, all right, and so me and my other sister Norma and her got in her Camaro and drove up and they were in October. Two days saw the Stones in Boulder, Colorado. And I remember my sisters, my older—they were protective of me, they were older sisters. But they're like, "All right, we're gonna leave you here. Here's like twenty bucks. Do not drink anything. Do not eat anything. Like <laughs> right. oh, they gave me this whole drill, and then we'll meet you outside right here." And at the time, I thought there's nothing. Well, All right, that's what you do. And, were they meeting boys or something like that? Was I that have was no that like a dates no or something like they had to hook Maybe, up with at the start? I, I have no idea. But uh, <laughs> I don't ask, don't tell. I don't know. But it was—I uh, did my thing and I loved it. I remember being on the, you know, whatever the the turf there, and uh, I remember at one point some guy had a jug of something it was hot. I remember being hot, and like he's like, dude, man, you want some of this? And I was like, no, man, like I can't do that. My had, sister said, my sister, my sister I said I, I couldn't. I yeah, sure. So that probably saved me it's from like, a life of debauchery. But like, uh, like, yo, did it though? Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's, but that's right. Shot you grew away. up to be the attorney general,
1: so yeah, it right. didn't turn out well. Yeah, no, no. no his life no. could have been a little bit more. But the narrow. thing that was
3: disappointing about that show is that the second day, I loved the song Satisfaction. At that time, it was one of my favorites, and they did not play it, I remember, on the second day, and I was so disappointed about that. All right, so have you ever seen the
1: Stones outside the borders of the United States? No. Okay, no, just no. curious about that. I, I've All seen right. them in I, I, yeah, other states, but not outside of the United States. Right. right. And when's the last time?
3: Uh, 2007, whatever, the bigger bang.
1: 2009 like- was the last time. I think they were through here. 2009 might have been the last yeah, time. I no, right be- right it, right I think it was moved- 7. It was right before I moved here, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think it was 2007, actually, so you probably caught him last time around. So, All
0: right, Mark Bernovich is hanging with us. He's probably got another stone story, I'm guessing, inside him. He's definitely yeah, had his coffee this morning. Warming up. So he's ready. He's just warming up. If he he's he ready for the-, for the money shot later.
1: If he doesn't have a stone story. He's got some kind of story. I'm just shocking. Mark Burnovich, our state's attorney general, sitting in a guy who's seen the Stones probably more than pretty much everybody who's listening right now. Fifteen times a long time. a lot of a lot of times. It's a lot of money spent to see the Stones. That's an impressive track record. I would you say so. You yeah, she do be. Yes. Okay.
3: <laughs> so, but you have never met them. Never met them. Um, came close. Uh, my wife and I first time I ever took my wife to a Stone show it was 2005. She really didn't want to go. She made some comment, like, oh my god, Mick Jagger old my dad. And I said, no, no, no. The Stones, it's like a James Bond movie. Like, you can't think about it too much. Like, don't worry about the car that goes in the water and drives out on the sand or the right. 200-foot motorcycle jump. Just enjoy the show. And we went, and she loved it. It was great. I mean, they are they are entertainers. They get it. And they're still living the rock and roll lifestyle. You know, Keith's yeah. got that heater uh, hanging from the side of his he know, lip a cigarette. there. Always you know, has Ronnie a Ronnie Wood Ronnie Wood's been in rehab like eight times. I mean, Jagger's got <laughs> kids that are older than his grandkids. I mean, he is. They're living the lifestyle, so I I respect them for that, and uh, and they're still bringing it. And so we, I, I had a buddy. We went to Las Vegas to see them after the first time. I said, "I'll see these guys again." And um, I thought we were going to be able to do a meet and greet. They were doing some on that tour, and I've always wanted to meet them. said, a sure. huge band growing up, and uh, they basically there. I guess there was a lot of people backstage, whatever it was. They were getting. They were trying to limit the number. And so my buddy said, uh, yeah, we can probably get you back there, but there's no way you can bring an and one. And I kind of looked at my wife and I thought... You know, we've been happily married here for eight years now. Do I go backstage and try to meet the Stones? And uh, anyway, long story short is I've never met them. So, uh, <laughs> but I'm happily you, married still to this right, day with right. the same wonderful woman. So, so, uh, so would
1: your wife have been put off by you going backstage and saying, "Hey, wait here, I'll be out in maybe
3: an hour," something uh, like that? Knowing, knowing, probably at this point. Probably, yeah, she might have been okay with it. I'm sure that, you know, she would have said she was okay with it. Probably not. The the polite and right thing to do was to hang out with her. Because God knows what can happen backstage at a Rolling Stones concert, right? You'll never know. I will never well, know. Well, maybe you'll
1: know tonight. Maybe you'll know yeah, tonight. Um, you know, you said something earlier, and, and I think what you were trying to say is that Mick Jagger has grandkids who are older than his youngest child. He's got a three-year-old, which is kind of amazing. Um, Do you think he has a a car seat in the minivan?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I would love to know the last time Mick Jagger actually drove a car, speaking of drivers and everything else. uh, I wonder. I I wonder if any of those guys have
1: driven any time in the last 25 years. Mick is, is less likely to see his kid graduate than Keith is, though. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I think I think Keith's youngest, they're all grown adults, right? Yeah. Uh, Keith has not, he's had not. Been no, I meant, pro- I
0: meant Keith seed mixed kid graduate. Oh, yes, yes. yes. Well, Keith's going to see <laughs> us all you know, pass
3: on. Yes, you know, he amazing. In fact, yeah. I remember in that 2005, 2007 period, those shows, is um, I was trying to get as many in as possible. And we kept saying, even our buddies, my wife, everyone else is like, man, th- this Keith is their Richards last tour is gonna, right Yeah, now. this is the last tour. Keith Richards is going to be dead. Right, I mean, or exactly, Mick Jagger's sure. going to say, screw it, I'm not
1: going to do this anymore. And so I thought that when they got like there was that. That time in the 80s from, like, 83 to 89, they did, like, one album in the middle yeah. there, and they were fighting back and forth. And when they got back together in 89, I was like, this has to be yeah. it. How could they, how much longer could they possibly go on? And here we are 20 years later, 30 yeah, years later.
0: Well, you got to figure when Steel Wheels came out, it was not very well received. And that tour, you know, it was nice that the Stones were back together, but people were like,
3: mm, I don't know if they still have it anymore. Well, and then, then Voodoo Lounge happens, and it's like, oh, okay, we remember. Well, on Steel Wheels, I, st- I started to say, we, I went and saw them in L.A. a couple times, and Guns N' Roses opened sure, yeah. And I never was a big Guns N' Roses fan. And, you know, Axel Rose But that's came the on. logical
0: progression, by the way. No Stones, no Guns N' Roses.
3: Yeah, but anyway, but I thought Guns N' Roses was great in concert. Even though Axel Rose was, like, complaining of the band. He said how terrible they were. In fact, I remember one point, I think it was the second show or whatever, he announced he's never playing with these guys again. Yeah, if
0: they don't get their drug situation and, straightened out, we're like, walking out. And yeah. it was just, <laughs> but I thought they were really good.
3: I was like, these guys are good in concert. Wow. Yeah. I thought they actually, in some ways, almost outshined the Stones. I hate to say that, but, but the Stones were amazing. Amazing.
0: No, well, and that's at that time. Keep in mind, at that time, Guns N' Roses were. You know, and think about how many bands the Stones have had open for them. Yeah. At that time, Guns N' Roses were at the top of their game, and Axel had had a meltdown and was saying, basically, you know, I don't know that it's very good to be standing on stage in front of a Rolling Stones crowd to extol the demons of of alcohol and drugs. You know what I mean? I mean that's sort of the, the path that the Stones led for Guns N' Roses.
3: Yeah, the thing is, is that uh, Keith Richards. I want. I heard him say that uh, rehab is for quitters. And, uh, yes, and if you read in his. Book in his book, he talks about how he got off heroin. He's like, he just switched to alcohol and cocaine. Like he, like right, right. hey, I don't, I, I, cured myself of heroin. Well, as he as he says, these
1: days, a little sip of Jack is like mother's milk. Yes, it's yes. not a problem. I whatsoever. can imagine just being
0: the rehab place and just go, oh my god, he's here, he's here, he's here. Don't tell anybody he's here because it's not
1: going to work. It's the ulti- wasting our time. It's the ultimate challenge in that game. Yeah, right? I would think yeah. so. I remember
3: so. in like the early two thousands, someone was saying that oh, the stones, they like. Richards and even Ronnie Wood that they don't party that hard that's all like PR to like kind of keep a rock and right. roll image and sure. of course I think I think and it's hopefully he'll get everything's good with Ronnie Wood but I think he's been in rehab like three or four times yeah, no, since then so he's exactly. he struggled so. with it so it's not PR it's no, like no. those guys are living the rock and roll lifestyle yeah.
1: and this by the way this is the cool side of Attorney General Mark Burnovich. is what you're hearing on the Mark and Neanderpal show this that? morning
0: listen to Mark and Neanderpal when you get
1: to work with the free KSLX app sounds
2: oh, good and loud
1: KSLX. Season's greetings. Hey Dude Shoes here. Hey Dude Shoes are some of the comfiest, coziest shoes out there. Step into a pair and it's like your toes have gone home for the holidays. Welcome home, toes. Hey Dude, good to go to.
2: Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime.
1: Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you.